What's going on? What's going on? It's your boy, Icon E. And tonight, man, we're going to talk about a couple of topics. We talk about three or four different topics tonight. The first topic I want to get into before we get into anything. Matter of fact, I'm going to start it off at the top of the show with this one. The top of the show, I'm going to discuss last night's episode of Power. And what I want to talk about is, for those that already seen it, I hope I'm not going to be a spoiler alert for too many people, but last night, Kanan, which is 56 character, got killed off the show. So let me break down what happened. So, basically, Ghost was looking to set up uh, the other care uh, the character played by uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Rutumi, Rutami, uh, or whatever his character. Uh, 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 I can't his Dre or whatever. He was trying to set up Dre's character for the murder of Ray Ray, who Ray Ray, you know, if everybody knows, killed Ghost's daughter. And so they and and uh, but uh. And in the same time, turned around, his son turned around and killed, killed Ray Ray. So, uh, Tariq killed Ray Ray. So, the, Tasha went to, was, was all the whole time was in kind of partnership or cahoots with uh, the girl, the mistress of Ghost or whatever. Um, I'm trying to remember all the characters' name. Everybody's slipping my mind, but the lawyer, the the uh, the, uh, the, um, the the lady, the uh, the mistress or whatever of Ghost. I can't remember my name right now. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so her mind are coming to me in a minute. I mean, her name is coming to me in a minute. Anyway, so she was in cahoots with her, and basically they were gonna try to make it look like the whole time that that that. At first, it was going. They was kind of, they, they was in cahoots because she was tired of. She found out that basically Fifty Cent and her son Tariq were that Tariq was basically uh, running around with Fifty Cent, you know, uh, doing whatever he was doing, you know, selling drugs and whatever. No, well, God know what what else he was doing with Tariq. She didn't like the fact that Fifty Cent, which is basic, which is Kanan's character was just Kanan. She didn't like the fact that Kanan and Tariq was running around together uh, involved in all types of criminal activity or whatever, hanging out together. And he, she felt like, you know, of course it's going to be a bad influence on her son. So, they 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 thought of an idea to try to basically to get Kanan's car- Kanan out the picture. Basically get him set up to get sent back to prison or whatever. Or, you know, whatever. So, what happened was, Tariq was with Kanan like the whole day you know they running capers. You know, you know he's trying to trying to school them on how to sell drugs to his little uh, his kids, his friends at his little uh, private school he goes to, or whatever the case may be, and all this kind of stuff. And you know he got him doing you know little capers here and there, and he, you know even he even jumped out on one of his uh, one some guys on the corner and scared them away off the corner and took the little drugs that they had and all this other stuff. So finally, Tasha confronts Tariq and basically like, look. You got to choose your mother or him. And at first, Tariq, you know, you know, we all know Tariq ain't the brightest little boy in the world. You know what I mean? And he, you know, very disrespectful. He like, well, you know, Kanan the only one that really had my back and looked out for me and blah, blah, blah. 
And, to, and, and then, you know, of course, what a mother going to say, what a mother going to always say. Look, boy, I'd have had your back longer and more than anybody in this world. So you got to choose. So at first, Tariq was like, nah, basically, I figured out a different way. I don't want to choose like that and this, that, and third. So he walks away. So later on, they were in the car riding around. Tariq asked, you know, basically asked, um, you know, I guess he got wind, like basically Tasha told Tariq that, you know, you know, Kanan killed his own son or whatever. So, you know, he goes back and asks Kanan about it. And Kanan like, you know, I don't even know for sure if that was my son. And he was soft and whatever the case may be. And, you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, it is what it is, basically. And, you know, Tariq kind of looking like, man, you know, basically like, man, how you going to, how can anybody kill somebody they love? And then, and that's when, you know, Kanan said, well, basically, you know, some people say you ain't really a real gangster unless you kill somebody you love. So Tariq like, okay, I don't know. He had that look on his face like, I don't know how to take this or whatever. So they ended up getting pulled over by the cops. The cops said, well, this little boy right here was, we had a call that this little boy had been kidnapped or whatever. So did you kidnap the boy or what's going on? And he like, nah, man, I ain't kidnapped nobody. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Tariq tell, let him know. Tariq like, yeah, he kidnapped me. And then on top of that, Tariq planted the gun in the back of Kanan's car. You know what I mean? So at that point, Kanan already had told him that right before then, I ain't going back to prison, bro. Ain't, that ain't about to happen, son. You know what I mean? I'm just, you know, I'm ad-libbing a little bit, but I'm just telling you. He like, yeah, I ain't about to go back to prison. I don't care what y'all say. So anyway, from there, somehow, he got he got away from the police, had a shootout with him, killed a few of them. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, they messed around and got, got, got a few on him. And then he was able to uh, get uh, get away, jump in the police car. And right before he right before he rolled off, you know, he looked over at Tariq like, man, you know, I can't believe you did this to me and shot the last cop and killed him. And he jumped in the car and tried to ride off. At that point, you know, I guess the, the bullets caught up with him and he crashed and supposedly died on the spot. Now. I put this on Facebook earlier, and I asked the question, do y'all think Kanan is really dead? Now, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to give you a scenario why Kanan is not really dead. I'm going to give you a few reasons why. I'm about to put on my, my, my movie, my TV show, psychology type joint, like I'm a Skip Bayless or Stephen A. Smith or somebody. But this is how this gonna go. Basically, before this, before this, the whole thing goes off air. I ain't talking about this season. Before power ends, Kanan will be back. Okay, everybody said, well, bro, he laying in the board. Dead. Y'all gotta think about what y'all watching. We're watching TV. We're watching TV, and we're watching somebody that has a big ego in 50 Cent, which is this, this is his show. Now, it has been uh, so-called, I guess, uh, uh, rumored or I, I would say rumored, but uh, I seen an article earlier where somebody was saying that basically, or something on YouTube earlier where basically people saying the reason why uh, 50 Cent got himself killed off the show because they were saying that his character was dominating the show too much and that it was taken away from the other characters and he didn't want that 
or whatever. So they had to eliminate him from the show so they could focus more back on Ghost and Tommy and the rest of them. That may be true, but that's for the time being. Before this show goes off the air, you think about it. He was betrayed by by Kane. He was betrayed by Ghost not once. You know what I'm saying? He was, well, in fact, he was portrayed by Ghost. He got betrayed by Tasha. He got betrayed by uh, 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 Tariq, or more Tariq than anything. He was already, already kind of like, didn't really wasn't feeling Ghost anymore anyway over something in the past. And then when, he came, when they came back together, he felt like Ghost was trying to, I guess, be, be in charge of everybody too much. And even over Tommy and had Tommy like too, too caught up. So he didn't like that. And in the end, you get betrayed by all these people. Now, in his in his world, in his mind, in Canaan's mind, he going to think all of them has something to do with it. Whether it was Ghost, Tommy, Tariq, Tasha, whoever. So what's going to happen is, him, in the end, he's going to come back. Because I'm going to tell you what happened. What's going to happen? They're going to show it where it was a situation where one or two things going to happen. Either he paid off the more, he paid off the, the mortician to make it look like he was dead, and he walk, he going to walk out that dog on more and pop up on, 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 pop up later on, or the mortician is going to have to leave the room, come back, he going to come back alive somehow or some way, and he gonna, or he going to be, they going to think he, you know, then they going to come back to, to get him ready to, to be abominated or whatever, and he's going to be alive. Or he's going to be gone or whatever. Or he might even kill the mortician and then leave, walk out. You know what I mean? Leave no witnesses or whatever. So one of the two things going to happen. Then in the end, he's going to mess around and either kill Ghost and Tommy or he's going to get them locked up or some, or some kind of form of getting locked up and killing them or whatever and getting back to everybody that pretty much betrayed him in the end. And that's how the whole power... Uh, 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 series gonna end in the end. I'm telling y'all this gonna happen. Remember, I said this on August the 27th, 2018. Well, how long this show goes? Another year or two. That's the way it's gonna all come down in the end. Kanan will be back. Anyway, next topic. Now, I said something earlier over the weekend about on Facebook. Next week, September 4th, everybody knows the Bobby Brown story is coming out. Last week, I seen RBRM, which is Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike on a, on a couple of, I seen them on a couple of interviews, Breakfast Club and, um, um, and, um, and Sway in the Morning, doing interviews. And I was really listening to some of the stuff they were saying that was very, very insightful and they were saying about how the group itself was uh, the foundation of everything they do, but they got all these little babies and all these little like apples falling from the tree where they can form these other groups, whether it was BBD, whether it was Head of State a few years ago, whether it was uh, uh, the combination that you see now, RBRM, whether it was the solo stuff they did, and I sat back and I thought about it. And I thought about all the groups that came before New Edition, before and after. Commodores, Jackson 5, uh, uh, 
temptations. Uh, uh, who else? Uh, uh, the Osley brothers. Um, Guy, one twelve. Um, uh, uh, Jodeci, Jagged Edge, B2K, Immature. If you go, you go, you go, even go in sync a little bit because they did a little bit of R&B type style music. All these groups that I named, boys to men. Think about all these groups I've named, and it's some more, it's some more. But I'm just giving you a gist of the main, some of the main groups or whatever. And I thought about it. Jackson 5, Michael Jackson. Now, we just talking about from an artist standpoint right now. Jackson 5, Michael Jackson, Jermaine Jackson, only two that had solo success or, or success outside the group as far as being artists. And Jermaine Jackson's success really wasn't that big. I don't even know if he went platinum on his success. But he was the only other one. If somebody could tell me if he went platinum or not, they let me know, but that, that it's not even here and there for what I, where I'm going with this. Then you had Temptations. You had Otis Williams. You had David Ruffin. And you had a couple of other guys, whatever the other guys in the names were. Now, David Ruffin, Otis Redding, and it was one other member. I know he, he had a hit single, uh, something about go trucking or something he had that was maybe his only big single but other than that that was it between that group was really david ruffin and the one other the one other singer in the group that went on and went solo went solo now they had all kind of crazy renditions of temptation they didn't have like three or four different versions of the temptations or whatever which that's another thing new edition has had other than uh, Johnny Gill coming in, the group later on have had the same six members the whole entire time. You know what I'm saying? Either five, four, or six the whole entire time. You know what I mean? So they didn't bring in like three or four people to replace three or four other people and try to mix it up and slide it this way and do it this way and all this other stuff. You know what I mean? And you, because you had groups to do that. By the time you got down to it, it was. They might have had five member group, and, and by the time they got to the end, it was two out of the five that was still out of the original five. You know what I mean? And, and New Edition wasn't never like that. They never really brought in other than Johnny Gill, and Johnny Gill was there to replace Ralph Tresvent because they thought Ralph Tresvent was gonna leave. And then when he when he he, he kind of was like it was like that thing where where you like, I don't want to be friends with y'all no more and. Then when they say, well, okay, we'll we just get another friend. He'll be like, hold on. I was just playing. I, 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 I wasn't serious. And that's kind of how it was with Rob Trez. It was more like he was trying to basically show them, like, oh, y'all need me. I don't need y'all. And then when they, showed, when they showed him, like, okay, we just move on without you. Hold on, hold on. Now. I was just playing. I, I wasn't that serious. You know what I mean? So, like, if you break up with your girl or you break up with your man, and your, and your man be like, or your girl be like, I'm leaving. I'm out. Oh, I need a break. And then she see you with another girl. All of a sudden, oh, well, you're just going to do that's how you're going to do it. You're just going to go off with another girl. Well, you said you ain't want me. 
Wait, well, dang, he had to do it like that. I was just playing. Oh, well, dang, that let them know how much you love me. You know what I'm saying? That'd be one of them things. But anyway, so from there, okay, you look at Jodeci. Jodeci had Jodeci and Casey and JoJo. And I think Casey, Casey tried to do make a solo album. JoJo did a solo album. I don't really think it really did major numbers, but even still, Mr. Dalvin and Devontae didn't ever go solo. If they did, we ain't never heard nothing. I don't remember hearing no singles from them too. Now I ain't, I ain't talking about from the producer and the writer side. We just talking about from 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 artists, from artists. This is what we talking about from being artists right now. That's why I say the greatest group of all time. We talking about artists. We ain't talking about writing. We ain't talking about producing. We talking about being artists. So, you look at 112. Basically, it was just 112. I think one member tried to go off solo and whatever. Jagged Edge, same thing. Nothing really there from them. Boys and Men, same thing. You know what I mean? Commodores, only person that went off and really had success, solo dolo, was Lionel Richie. You know what I'm saying? Even the Osley brothers, great as they were. You know what I mean? And so, if you go back to New Edition, and they said something I didn't even know last week. They said that that all the other projects they put off, put out, actually sold more than, at the time, than New Edition sold. So, and when they was as a group, they sold I think they said they might they probably they were selling like double platinum and, uh, and um you know peaking at double platinum at the time off of the new edition albums but i think they said bobby brown went almost diamond and uh uh bbd went five times platinum and ralph treadman went triple platinum and johnny gill went triple platinum or whatever and then you think about it I don't I think I think LSG went double platinum when Johnny Gill went off with LSG forming that situation. So and all they sold all these records outside I mean between themselves and outside. What other group other than like a Wu-Tang clan and rap can you say did that? Nobody can hold that claim. And they've been around for 40 years doing it and they've and they've messed up money concerts all kind of stuff have drug habits and all of that and able to come full circle make a movie about themselves one of the biggest movies on television ever and still in high demand to go out on tour as new edition when a lot of groups a lot of artists would have basically would have been done or blackballed from the way they've mishandled their concerts and their touring and everything else, and or whatever, a lot of hoops would have been blackballed and and would have looked at like you know like a Frankie Lyman or somebody like, you can't keep yourself together. We can't deal with you, but they still in high demand. They can get back tomorrow as the full, the full unit like Voltron, and that's basically what they are. They the Voltron R&B, and get out there and kill it. Put out an album, the whole nine. You know what I mean? And 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 win. And win. So it, just think about that. 
and then comment on it if you if you like let me know what you're feeling on both of these topics and and just let me know how you feel on both of these topics and you know what i'm saying i'll chime back with you and get back with you on it and we can go back and forth for whatever the case may be but this is just my opinion of the group and the things that they've accomplished as a group and as single and individuals and to say that nobody in history has ever done that as far as i know you know what i'm saying as far as an r&b goes so might have been pop groups that do it and rock groups but i've never known an r&b group do excuse me what they've done in r&b so next next thing i want to talk about was i seen a sign earlier wind down down the um, interstate in atlanta and i seen a sign that said uh basically if you if you get caught paying for sex in georgia we have the perfect outfit for you and they had to show the person the handcuffs and with an orange jumpsuit on and i thought about it and i'm not looking at this from a spiritual standpoint or religious biblical i wasn't even thinking about i wasn't thinking about it along them lines i wasn't thinking about it for more immoral purposes i wasn't thinking about it on those lines I thought about it more from a judicial situation. And the reason why I thought it from a judicial situation because we complain all the time about how the prisons are overcrowded, how too many of our black men are incarcerated. And a lot of it is just from basically from, um, I learned this in criminal justice a few years ago, that 85% of prisons are, are because of a, for, a form of weed charges people don't know that's why weed is that's why they, it's hard for them to legalize weed nationwide because they got to figure out if we legalize it how are we gonna make up that money that we losing in a billion dollar business like prison because if you legalize weed then now you're gonna have to come up with a different way to charge people for other stuff you know what I'm saying? it's gonna be like okay well they a really clean-cut person the only thing they got on them is a weed charge so now all of a sudden the, the criminal system they the the, uh, the way they're gonna have to figure out a way they're gonna have to get more strict in other areas just to kind of make up the money that they losing by locking up people for weed charges so i thought about the sex situation and i thought to myself i said now if i went out and i earned my money for the week and you know whatever i got going on in my life in my life whatever the case may be and I choose to go out and I want to pay somebody to have sex with me, who's that to tell, who's that to t who is the government to tell me I can't? And even still, if that is the case and they want to make it a law, why is it a, an offense where you get locked up for it? See, Barack spent his last two or three years in office trying to figure out how to get trying to trying to make a decision on how to get non-violent offenders out of prison because most of them was in prison for too long for non-violent crimes so if i'm having consensual sex that i pay for for with somebody and now all of a sudden you telling me but you telling me i can't do it 
because it's against the law. Why? Like, I, I, I just, and I'm not saying, like, I ain't condoning or condemning it. I'm just saying, why is it worth, so you're going to tell me that it's worth putting somebody in a prison with a robber, a rapist, a, a fraud person that, you know, commits fraud, um, I mean, a, a drunk driver, a drug dealer, all the, any kind of crime you could think of that's a real crime, you're going to tell me it's worth it makes sense to put somebody that having sex with somebody else and both of them consenting to it that it makes sense to put them in jail because my thing is this okay they have other forms of doing this like they call it escort escorting where the person basically like okay i'm gonna take you out to dinner or whatever the case may be or we'll figure out a different way where it doesn't look like prostitution it's another form of it. It's a it's a form of prostitution, but it's really not prostitution. But you know, but it is, but it ain't. We're gonna make it look like it ain't, but it really is. But but, but either way, it's like what do, I mean who my thing is when you make laws for crime, for laws in the United States, it's supposed to be there to keep everything in order and crime down and you're telling me that if i decide now it's ways you could do it to say well if you're gonna buy sex then do it in a way where you're not soliciting where the woman's standing on the street corner or whatever like if you're gonna do it do it in a in a way where maybe y'all have a a club or somebody like if you go overseas to germany they have like legalized legalized prostitution over there where they make the prostitutes or whatever have have uh do um medical tests aids and whatever your case may be disease testing and whatever uh, uh, uh once a month so every 30 days they got to be tested for diseases so my thing is and i'm not like once again i'm not condoning it i'm not condemning it i'm just saying we got bigger fish to fry in america than worrying about who's having sex with who you know what i mean even if it's even if it's a man cheating on his wife that between that man and his wife or girlfriend and boyfriend or whatever the case may be that's between them two because if you started if, if you basically gonna say you're gonna do that to people you might well start locking folks up for having sex in general because it's actually against the law to have sex when you ain't married period but then all of a sudden you add the element of money and now it's a problem but in a lot of cases for a man to get any sex out of a woman he gotta take her out to eat and sometimes vice versa the woman gotta take the man out to eat if it's if it's a woman that's kind of desperate and looking for a man to whatever to, 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 to you know have sex with so sometimes the woman in this day and time you see women taking care of men to get sex or whatever you know how you do it it's, it's always a form of payment or whatever that somebody got to come, come the, the dish out a lot of times for sex you know what i mean where you paying a, somebody's bill or you know a car note or phone bill or or whatever you know like i said like i said taking them out to eat yeah we call it dating according but it's still a form of a payment switching place from one person for on, on another person you may not be putting it in their hand but you're still spending money to get sex eventually 
may not be that night. You may spend more. You actually kind of spend almost may spend more money. You actually may spend more money trying to get sex by dating a person than you would if it was a one night stand thing. If it was a thing to say, here go a hundred dollars or hundred and fifty or whatever, you know, some of these prostitutes charge three or four, five hundred dollars, especially these escort type services. So they might charge you four or five hundred dollars. Okay, you know, but you might spend that if you take a girl out. Let's say you take a girl out on a date two or three times, and every time y'all going out, y'all going to like a Red Lobster, or Papa Do's, or you know, uh, uh, you know, a Japanese spot or something. You might be spending seventy-five. You know, y'all getting drinks and all that, hitting the clubs up or whatever. You might spend seventy-five to hundred dollars every time you take her out. She might not give you sex to the fourth or fifth date, so you done spent four or five hundred dollars. Same thing as if you was going to escort service, you did it all in one night. Or if you got a date that ain't really that high maintenance and you say, okay, we're just going to go to somewhere like a Chili's or Applebee's and you spend like $50, you know what I mean? You go on a couple of dates, she might say, oh, man, I hate that type of girl. I can't do it on the first date. You know what I mean? So two or three days later, you know, you spent another hundred, you done spent 50, 50 more. So another hundred. So you didn't want to be that 150. And that's how much some of them, you know, certain, you know, prostitutes you're going to find that's maybe all they charge for the sex life so my thing is to me what i'm getting at is it shouldn't matter to what to us like it's not affecting our if it's not affecting our livelihood it's not affecting our city it's not affecting like i said you could take it off the street corner which for the most part you don't see it as rampant it is you know um far as what i've seen in the areas that i've lived in you don't see it as rampant and as bad as it was years ago. But, I mean, you know it's still out there, but it's not as bad as far as just standing on the street corner type activity. It got to the point where it got started getting more on the internet-based type thing as far as people using different social media sites. Like even Facebook, they even started, you can all every now and then see something pop up on there because they don't, they don't, the government pretty much took away all their other resources, whether it was a back page. I, I think I was watching CNN where they were saying, they, they shut down Backpage and they shut down um, uh, Craig, the Craigslist ad stuff and all that where they had little ads on Craigslist you could go to to buy sex. And I think they were saying on CNN where they shut all this down a few months ago, whatever the case may be. Um, so, but that, that's just my thing is how many people out there just believe that sex, that prostitution sex or buying sex should be illegal. If you if you want to make it, just make it a fine. It don't have to be jail time. What, what's the purpose of jail time? So you're going to tell me you're going to lock a man up for 30 days, 60 days, six months, whatever, because he wanted to have sex and he's paying for it. He's not taking it. He's not raping nobody. He's paying for sex. And that's a lockable, uh, an offense that's, that should be locked, that he should be locked up for. Really? All the stuff we got going on. Y'all can't find out who killed Biggie and Pop. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can't find out. Y'all couldn't never find Jimmy Hoffa's body. Y'all, a lot of stuff, all these crimes, all these uh, cold cases running around. There's this land, this land dormant somewhere in y'all back rooms and police stations. But y'all worrying about who's having sex and where? And I'm talking about they actually spending money. They spend our money on raids. They have actual raids. I remember years ago, off on um, 
uh, for people that not from Atlanta, or people that maybe in Atlanta know what I'm talking about, city called old, uh, a, ta- uh, a street called Old National. It was a raw, it's a side street called Gobby Road, and on Gobby Road, between Old National and Gobby Road, there was a lot of prostitution activity going on on that road, and they was having basically, they started having raids like every once a month seemed like they was having a raid out there where they would have these sweeps and they would you know they were catching out what they would call johns and a lot of them would be like corporate white men and, and all this kind of stuff and people that actually have real good jobs and careers and you locking them up because they wanted to have consensual sex you know what i mean but what so you're gonna ruin a man's career over some sex that don't make any sense none not at all not at all now, last thing I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to get up out of here. I'm going to discuss something I was listening to earlier when um, Tiger Woods, uh, this is like a bonus thing I heard, Tiger Woods was saying that uh, basically that um, that basically that when it comes to Donald Trump, that we need to, that we need, as a society, we need to respect the pres- presidency, may not, not necessarily the president, but the office and the presidency uh, itself. And uh, oh well. Uh, the one thing I want to say about Tiger was Tiger. He is basically at the modern day O.J. Simpson without the murder. You know, he had his little scandal as far as him sleeping with a bunch of women and all that kind of stuff, but that's not really a scandal to me. All thing that made that sort of a scandal was because he was supposed to be a squeaky clean dude, just like they thought Michael Jordan was squeaky clean and. Allegedly, everybody knew that Michael Jordan was sleeping around with a bunch of women, and it was just that went on social media back then to get him caught up. But Michael Jordan was sleeping with a bunch of women all day long, and it was even allegedly that Nike paid uh, his wife four hundred million dollars to stay with him during the time that he was playing basketball when she wanted to leave to keep his image intact, because it was sort of like around the space Space Jam time frame. Or whatever, and uh, you know, so Michael Jordan had his gambling issues and all this other stuff going on, and supposedly that's why he had to quit basketball because he was doing some gambling and stuff. And once again, they always covered up for Michael Jordan's flaws. But anyway, um, but anyway, Tiger Woods is basically the modern day O.J. Simpson, and what I mean by that is he runs around here acting like he's not black and doesn't really want to relate himself to us in that way and wants to try to rub elbows with those uh, rich white guys on the golf course and in 09 when everybody turned on him because he was having sex and then when he and his game fell off but the thing about it was as soon as OJ got back on track a little bit he'd been back on track the last year six months or whatever black folks still there trying to support him you know what I mean? And just like with OJ, OJ, when he went through his whole trial and everything, his murder trial, we tried to support him. Now, whether we support in the fact that we just don't want to see another black man get crucified, that's that's that got power and money, or is that if we actually trying to say that we 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 gonna believe in that person until the wheels fall off, or have they back to the wheels fall off, or be loyal to their wheels fall off? then whatever reason is black people we are the most loyal people on earth 
when it comes to our our entertainers and athletes when they do something wrong. They can do something wrong, and we can come. We we know we you know we'll be upset with them for a little while, but a lot of cases we'll let them get come right back in the fold. Just like Michael Vick, everybody turned on Vick, and you know after a certain amount of time we like man we over that man. You know let's get back. He deserves his time. Let's get back to business. You know, not to be funny, but certain certain white people. They're the ones that more turn their back on you and stay, just keep their back on you. Look at all the people that still hate Michael Vick. The majority of them people are white folks that hate, hate Michael Vick. The man has served his time. He done showed he was remorseful by helping out with the Peters and doing certain things in the community to try to show that he did, didn't have hatred for dogs. It was just he was, just, he was uneducated on, on what, was, what was right and what was wrong with it because that's what he grew up off on, on the culture of fight, dog fighting and like he said, police officers would be wild. They would pull over in the side and watch them fight with the dog. So they never thought there was nothing wrong with it. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, you know, like I said, I go back to Tiger Woods. And he got this kind of thing about him where he feel like I want, I'm above the fray. Because he don't really go through nothing when it comes to the police brutality and the mistreatment of black men and all that. Tiger Woods don't go through that. Or when it does happen to him, he just deflects it and like, you know, I, I, got, I got to keep making this money. I can't work for no, fr- no feathers. When, when Fuzzy, when Fuzzy, when, um, was it Fuzzy Zeller or whatever his name is, said the comment years ago about, you know, we have to have uh, fried chicken and watermelon at this event or whatever because of, a, because of, a, because of Tiger Woods or whatever. Tiger Woods kind of like, oh, uh, you know, whatever. You know, he kind of just let it go. He never came back at him. So that's why I say, man, he just the old jet at his time where to him, black issues don't even concern him. They asked him later in the interview, like what did he feel about the Colin Kaepernick and a lot of the issues going on with the police brutality and all this other stuff. And he just basically like, man, I, I just got through playing for 72 holes. I'm, I'm hungry. And I was sharing a short run. So, Last time I checked, y'all didn't pay 18 holes a day. So you didn't eat between the 18 holes? Like, what's going on? Like, you saying I'm hungry because you did 72 holes. So what you do the other, the, what you do before the 72 holes? Like, what was you doing in between the 18th? And you had time to go home and sleep, go back to the room and sleep and do another 18, another 18 or whatever. What was you doing between all this, then, Tiger? So... That, that's all I wanted to say about that, man. But once again, man, it was good talking. Brent getting some stuff out there in the open or whatever. And I hope I, you know, I, I piqued y'all interest on some things. Listen to each at least each segment of the night show. The first segment was, is Kanan really dead or alive? And I gave you a scenario why I feel like he's not dead in the end. Y'all let me know what y'all think. And then also, we talked about um um Lord, I, my, my mind my mind slipping let, 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 let you know when you're getting older when you can't even remember what you talked about you done talked about so much stuff you can't even remember half oh talked about new edition and how did how i feel like they're the greatest r&b group of all time because of the accomplishments that nobody another group can claim you know what i mean so we talked about those things uh 
and all, and we talked about should prostitution or the buying of sex be illegal. And finally, but, uh, but finally, finally, we talked about Tiger Woods and how he's basically the new O.J. Simpson. So anyway, man, I hope y'all enjoy listening to this later on and just let me know what y'all feel on this. It's your boy, Icon E. God bless and I.